Hey friends, I am so excited to share with you today just a few women from the Bible whose stories didn't look like they were going as planned, and yet the Lord used them in such an integral way in the story of Jesus and how amazing that is and how that can be such an encouragement to us. Hey, welcome back to the Cultivate Women's Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so today I just wanted to talk with you a little bit about some women in the Bible who've just been, um, are such an inspiration and it's just been so um, great for my soul. And I just want to share that with you today. Um, but first I want to share with you something that has been bringing me joy. So I love mason jars, um, whether they're as decorations or as cups or whatever they are, like I am just a sucker for a good mason jar. And um, I've been having like an afternoon drink of like collagen um, just to help with like hair, skin, nails as I am like gonna turn 30 this year. Um, and so I've been implementing it into my routine and I am like running out of cups and I hate doing dishes. And so instead of just washing dishes more often, I decided to <laughs> grab some new cups. Um, so I found these actually at Walmart. Um, they are Pioneer Woman um, and they have the cutest floral like design in like on the actual jar itself. And then of course the floral lid and the bright yellow straw, like it just gives all the fun, some fun summer vibes. And um, it just is like, I needed a lid because kids and all the things um, to take with me on the go. And um, it's just been so nice. And it's like the perfect size, 16 ounces. Um, just so great. So great, great Walmart find that I am just loving this week. Um, and then something that I have been, I think, and I've shared this in a video before, um, but one of the areas of my life that I have been working on is my prayer life. And so I have gotten different resources and different things um, that I think I've shared with you in, in different videos um, about ways to uh, just deepen my prayer life. And something that um, I had to, one, I had to start with restructuring the way I looked at prayer. And so um, something that's helped me do that is breath prayers. Um, and so breath prayers are literally just... Um, one to like five words, like say statements or sentences um, that you just pray in a moment where you're just, you just need it. Um, and so I have found that like in times of parenting, like when I'm in a situation where um, I have a child who's being disobedient or whatever it is, and I can get so frustrated so quickly that I just need to take a moment and breathe um, so that I can calm myself down. And in that moment of breathing, I'm just throwing up breath prayers to the Lord of Lord, help me or Lord, give me grace or um, Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me joy. Um, whatever it is, they're just really quick moments to invite the Lord into the situation, into your heart, into um, what's happening so that you can move forward through him. And so um, that has been something that I have just been working on. Um, and it's been really helpful, especially in motherhood, um, but just in life in general of like just a reminder to just invite him into my day, invite him into whatever it is I'm doing, whether I'm doing dishes or whether I'm um, doing laundry is just uh, just a way to just to talk to him, just to commune with him. And so um, that has been something that's been pretty helpful for me. Um, so I encourage you to just, uh, it's just one sentence, just real short, real quick, um, but yet it is meaningful and it does make a difference through your day. Um, and so, yeah, that's been helpful. I hope that helps you. 
So today, like I said, I wanted to talk about some women in the Bible who um, struggled, who didn't necessarily have all the things that they wanted in life or their life didn't go necessarily as it was planned. Um, And yet through their story, you see the Lord's hand at work. You see generations to come, how all of these things played out and how he was faithful through it all. And um, that just gave me some encouragement just this this year so far from January uh, to now, we're almost halfway through the year and it has been a very rough year for our family. And, um, and so there were definitely moments where our story was not going the way I expected it to go or, you know, whatever that was. And it is so easy in that moment to get so frustrated and so discouraged and so filled with um, doubt. And you're just like, what? Like, this is not what I expected or this is not how it's, I planned everything to go. Um, and it's a control thing. Like we want to hold on to every area of our life where we feel like we have control, where we can, um, we can choose the outcome of a situation. And in reality, there are no area of our life that we are in control of. And um, coming to that realization and being able to hold the things in our life with open hands and know that they are just gifts and blessings from the Lord and that ultimately his plan is perfect um, and it's going to play out the way he wants it to play out um, is just, it's, it's, it's vital to understand that and to move forward in our relationship with the Lord. And so we see um, different women in the Bible and how this um, these things play out in their story. And so the first uh, woman I want to talk to you about is Sarah. So Sarah is Abraham's wife, and we meet her in Scripture for the very first time um, in Genesis, and she is 65. Um, and we we meet her, and we she is known for being like a beautiful woman, Um, and she's got this deep desire to have a child or to have children. And, um, Abraham has this promise from the Lord that he made that their offspring would outnumber the stars in the sky. And if we just stop there and think, um, like, just think about being told that promise, like as a, as a wife, your husband was told this promise that your offspring, so not necessarily like the direct children that you'll have, but from generation to generation to generation will outnumber the stars. And, um, but yet she's 65 and she still has yet to have a kid. Um, now it's a little different back then because they did have children later in life. Like that was normal for us now. That's not normal. Um, but still it's to think like you're in your late thirties and you haven't had a kid yet, but yet, you know, this promise from the Lord, um, that you're, your generations are going to outnumber the stars. And so it, it, she's got this struggle where it's like she's got this desire that she wants and a promise to go along with it, but yet she's got no child. And so it's how does she hold on to this promise, um, but yet walk in the not yet. And so we see this play out in her life and we see this desire for a child bring her so much strife, bring her, bring sin, bring her to moments and choices that she made that, um, she shouldn't have made that she never would have made had, you know, she not been so set on this. There's just different, different things, um, that happened in her life. 
that she allows her impatience and her desires to push her in a direction that's not following the Lord. And yet the Lord was still faithful. Yet it tells us in Hebrews 11, I think, that she held on to that hope and that she held on to the promise that she knew that the the one who made the promise was faithful. So yet through all of that, the Lord used her and he did bless her with a child. Maybe after she had given him her husband, Hagar, after she had um, doubted and laughed at the Lord, like when she had struggled and struggled and then then they get this promise of like, okay, you're going to have a child now. And she laughed like, okay, like you've been saying that and we've gone years and years and years and it's still nothing. And, um, and yet the Lord is faithful and yet he still provided a child. And I just love that. Like her life is a reminder that we don't do anything to earn God's favor. There was nothing Sarah did for the Lord to fulfill that promise. It was his plan from the beginning through Sarah's line, through Abraham's line would come Jesus. And that was his plan. And it had nothing to do with Sarah or anything she did to earn that favor. We have his favor and he keeps the promises that he gives us. He is faithful. And I just love that about Sarah's life. Um, So the next woman I wanted to chat just a little bit about is Leah. So Leah is the sister of Rachel. um, And we know that Leah is one of Jacob's wives, but she was not his first choice. Jacob went to um, find a wife and he met Rachel. And we are told in scripture that Rachel was beautiful. Um, And so he fell in love with Rachel and was like, went to her father and was like, what can I do to have your daughter? And essentially he was like, work for me seven years and then you, you can have her. And so he puts in seven years of work and then wedding day comes around and he Basically, they, you know, fill him with drinks so that he's not quite remembering anything. And instead of sending Rachel in to sleep with, instead, they send in Leah. His, his, her father sends in Leah. Because in that time, the custom was that the oldest daughter married first. Like you married in line for oldest to youngest. And Rachel was the younger daughter, the younger sister. And so his dad was like, her dad was like, I can't send her off to get married because Leah still haven't gotten married. So he tricked Jacob and gave him Leah instead. And when Jacob awoke the next morning and realized that it was Leah, he was with and not Rachel. Like he was outraged. She was mad. He was like, what the heck? But imagine Leah, imagine her like, my dad has to trick a man into marrying me because he wants my sister. Like, just imagine the feelings that she was going through. And then to actually go through with the marriage and to wake up and realize that the man that she was given doesn't love her. He loves her sister. And so she's just put in this impossible situation where she feels so unseen, so unloved, And Jacob eventually works another seven years to get Rachel. And so now he's married to both, which is just a weird concept in general. Um, But you just see that 
Jacob's love for Rachel is just undeniable. And he doesn't feel that same way about Leah. And so she has this, like these moments where she feels so unseen and so unloved. And, um, but yet the Lord saw her, the Lord opened her womb and was, and blessed her with kids. Um, and in the beginning of that, I mean, she goes on to have, I think like six or so boys. Um, but those first couple boys that she has after she has them, she, she says, now my husband will love me or now my husband will see me or, you know, now I will find favor in his eyes. Everything that she, each child that she had, it was, oh, okay, now Jacob's going to love me. And then she gets to this point where I forget after which I want to say it's like her fourth or so um, child that now she's like, I have favor in the Lord's eyes. Like she recognizes that it isn't about being seen by Jacob and loved by Jacob. The Lord sees her and the Lord loves her. Um, And I know that there are moments in our life where we see, where we feel unseen and we feel unloved and the Lord sees us. The Lord loves us. And he is going to bring forth his plan in our life. And like God gave Leah a far greater purpose than she could have ever dreamed through her the Lord brought King David and someday Jesus would come through her line. And like, that is a purpose that she never could have dreamed of having entered into a marriage where she felt unloved. It was forced. It was, it was a trick and all of these things. And so, um, in those moments where we feel like we are just, we're just, our life isn't going the way we planned or we are feel forgotten by the Lord or by the people around us. We feel unloved. Um, we can rest in the promise that we have a creator. We have a Messiah. We have a Lord who loves us, who sees us, and who has a perfect plan for our lives. And it is his plan worked out in his timing. And when we're able to trust in that, we are able to see the benefit and the the beauty in our story even though it's flawed, even though it doesn't work the way we want it to. So I hope that brings you some encouragement today. I hope you're able to just really look at moments in your life and know that although it didn't work out the way that you planned it, the Lord had his hand on that and the Lord has his hand and he is going to walk you through it. Um, I hope that you um, enjoyed the video today. I would love for you to subscribe, um, to hit the bell, to get notifications when the next video comes out. I'm just thankful so thankful for all of your guys' support, and um, I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. 